0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Daily Kaylee's 13 Days of Halloween. After last night's longer episode, this one will be, I almost said more refreshing, but it's also a mystery. Um, Tonight's episode will be shorter and, although it's shorter, it's just as insane as our two cases from yesterday. Today's episode is about the Isdal woman. If you have never heard of this case, prepare yourself. The Isdal woman has not been identified since 1970. It has been 50 years over 50 years now and she has not been identified. The Isdal woman was found dead at Isdalen in Norway. Isdalen means, I did not speak Norwegian or Dutch, I did not speak any of these languages, but it translates to the Ice Valley, and it is part of one of the largest seven mountains in Norway. On the afternoon of November 29th, 1970, A man and his two younger daughters were hiking on this mountain when they reached the area of Isadalen, the Ice Valley, and they smelled something burning. It was obviously out of place and very strange. One of the daughters, which I'm sure traumatized her, located the charred body of a woman amongst some rock fragments like at the edge of a cliff up the mountain they immediately left their hiking trip and they returned to bergen norway to notify the police the police responded fairly quickly and immediately began investigating this woman they did everything they could to identify her they noticed that at the scene she was laying flat on her back but she had her hands clenched up by her torso. There was not a campfire anywhere nearby, so this obviously was not some strange camping accident. The front of her body and her clothes had been burned. Her face was so burned, it was unrecognizable. Around her her body, which had also been slightly burned, she had a bottle of liquor, two plastic water bottles, a plastic passport holder with no passport, rubber boots, a wool jumper and a matching wool scarf, nylon stockings, an umbrella, a purse, and a matchbox. On the other side of the body, there was also a watch, two earrings, and a ring. Around the area where the body was found, there were some traces of burned paper, and underneath her body was a fur hat which had traces of gasoline on it. All tags and like anything that could be used to identify these belongings or link them back to an identity of the woman. They had been removed or rubbed off. It was strange. Three days into their investigation, they found two suitcases that belonged to the woman. And they had been abandoned at the Bergen Railway Station. Inside of one of the suitcases, hidden behind the lining... The police found 100 Dutch dollars. Inside of the suitcase itself, they found clothing, shoes, makeup, wigs, eczema cream, 135 Norway dollars, Norwegian dollars, I guess is how you would say that, Belgian, British, and Swiss coins, maps, timetables, a pair of non prescription glasses, sunglasses, and just makeup and a notepad. Anything that could be used to identify her or trace these items back to their owner, as before, if they had been removed. An autopsy showed that the woman had died of a combination of overdosing on epilepsy medication and poisoned by carbon monoxide. They found soot in her lungs, which indicated she was alive as she burned. Her neck was bruised possibly from falling or being struck in the neck it was kind of hard to tell when they analyzed her stomach they found that she had consumed between 50 and 70 sleeping pills and around her body they found 12 other sleeping pills she had unique dental work and they thought for sure this would identify her they took her jaw and her teeth out at the autopsy in order to trace back her dental records and find this woman. But nothing came of it. Because of this, they had no leads. They had nothing to go off of. They put an appeal out with the media asking for any information. From this, they determined the last time that she was seen alive had been on November 23rd, a week earlier. When she checked out of room four oh seven of the hotel Hordeheim. Hordeheimen in Norway. The hotel staff said that she was good looking. She was probably about five foot four. She had dark brown hair and small brown eyes. The staff there said that she mainly kept to her room and she seemed to be on guard, like she seemed to be very careful and suspicious. When she checked out, she paid fully in cash and she requested for someone to call her a taxi. This is the last known sighting of the woman and between then and the following week before her body is found, no one saw her. There's there's nothing. They looked at some of the notes she had taken on the notepad in her suitcase and they determined that these indicated dates and places that she had visited. They determined that she had traveled around Norway and in Europe, specifically Paris, and that she had at least eight fake passports and different aliases. Apparently, she changed like her birthday and her occupation from different places that she went. She didn't stick to one story. However, she consistently said she was from Belgium. Any forms that she filled out at the hotel or things like that, they were either in German or French. They found that she had stayed at several other hotels around town and that she was known to change rooms after checking in. I don't know if it's because she was afraid someone was following her. It was just very strange. Her main story that she would tell staff members at these hotels was that she was a traveling saleswoman. One witness from one of the hotels said that they overheard her talking to a man in German inside of the hotel but they did not know who the man was, and they did not speak German, so they didn't know what they were talking about. Others that had met her said she spoke she spoke broken English and she smelled like garlic, which is a really weird piece of evidence, but just so you know. They also commented that she wore wigs, and I guess she would change the wig, and that's kind of how they determined, okay, this bitch is wearing a wig. Interpol circulated sketches of this woman, descriptions of her, the body analysis, they circled this through many different country, countries in Europe and despite all of this evidence, no one ever identified the woman, none of her family members came, to, came forward to identify her, to find out what happened to her, nothing. Although their original belief is that she committed suicide by ingesting the sleeping pills. It's still kind of unclear what happened to her. So they have left this investigation. I'll say they they left it halfway open. They're still looking for answers. But the case is officially, has officially been closed for quite a while. However, they can't say for sure what happened to her. They don't know if she... Actually committed suicide, or if someone wanted it to look that way on February fifth, nineteen seventy one she was officially buried in an unmarked grave in Bergen, like I said, no one ever came to recognize her. They even photographed her funeral just in case, and still to this day, no one has came forward I think My favorite theory about this case is that because it was during the Cold War one huge theory that law enforcement has is that she was a spy. It would explain why she had so many different identities why it was not really clear why she had been traveling around different countries. It's just very interesting. Apparently during the 1960s and 70s Norway had also experienced other strange disappearances, and a lot of these were close to military installations. According to previously classified records, they're now declassified, of the Norwegian Armed Forces, it it is revealed that many of her movements and her travel plans seem to correspond to what used to be top secret trials of the Penguin Missile. Very interesting. A fisherman actually came forward and reported that he had seen the woman in the area of the penguin missile when they were testing in another area in Norway. And this was confirmed by a shoe salesman who sold her the pair of rubber boots that were by her body when her body was found. I just think it is very interesting I think another interesting thing is that they later found out that the taxi driver who took the woman from the hotel when she checked out he was never found I think that is very interesting they were never able to track him down to talk to him about the woman I don't know. I just think it's it's very interesting that she was not identified, even though she was reported as being attractive and healthy. I mean she was a fairly young woman. She was about forty when she died. It's just which is interesting. I hope you guys liked today's episode and if so, I want you to tell me like, what you think about this case. Do you think the Isdal Woman was a spy? And furthermore, whether you think she's a spy or not, do you think she committed suicide or she was murdered? Because the one thing that stands out to me that I don't understand is why she would take sleeping pills and then set herself on fire. I don't know. Tell me what you guys think. I'll see you guys later this week. Bye, guys.